Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Salutations, Massachusetts, Andrew Robinson, all the way in Switzerland, and you're tuning in to the Black Hot Fire Radio, and you're listening to the African Diary Show with Kathy. Massive. Yeah, you see what? I'm a thriller. It's 
Greetings and salutations, massive here's Andrew Robinson, all the way in Switzerland. And you're tuning in to the Black Hot Fire Radio. And you're listening to the African Diary Show with Katy. Massive. Thank you. featuring Skilom Kadinali and the jam is the Eastlands. This is one of our favorite from the Mauru Unit uh, playlist or uh, Mauru uh, Unit uh, uh, what do we call it? Mm-hmm. Album, yeah. And uh, I hope you guys did get jam into it. And the reason I love this song, you know, the reason I love this one from uh, the Mauru Unit album, it's because it's a dialogue and it's just like the way I'd call at home, especially during this times, uh, uh, those who are not able to travel and uh, visit their families, uh, you the call home to check up on your people, and now you're waiting for that uh, udaku or that tea to check up on how people are doing, how the village is doing, and uh, this is uh, how you get information, who got married, who, who died, uh, you know, and how things are going in the village. But Karibunisa, once again, my name is Katie, in case you're joining us for the first time, and of course, this is the Black Hotspur Network Radio or a media of the 21st century and this is the African Diary Show and in case you're joining us for the first time, the African Diary Show is all about what is happening in the beautiful continent of Africa and uh, how Africans are doing in general. Karibu sana I see here in the building Caps. I see in the building Karibu Sana, I see MC Rada Safi in the building, I see DJ Damozi in the building Karibu Sana, the brown and also Mike is with us right here, Karibu Sana, and to all those who are just joining us on YouTube, Karibu Sana, I hope you're doing a great on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon, it is exactly 14 minutes past 2pm right here in Nairobi you can as well let me know what is the time on your end 
and Isis Sister Michelle is with us already and uh, she is saying good morning Katie good morning to you too Sister Michelle how are you doing I'm hoping you're good and I'm hoping you are in uh, a great uh, health I see MC Radasafi uh, 254 is saying hello hello to you too MC Radasafi Karibu sana and thank you very much for joining me so as we get started uh, with our show for today and uh, I want us to discuss about uh, different matters coming from Africa. And of course, uh, one is about the IMF. And the IMF has uh, relieved uh, East Africans or East African countries uh, that are indebted. And, uh, you know, this doesn't come so well because, remember, you must have had to do something for you to be relieved uh, or for you to uh, for them to relieve you from their debt or for the debt uh, so we shall be getting to see more about that and later on we shall be getting to see uh, what is happening in Chad remember last week I talked about the uh, referendum of which I was already done and right now they have held uh, uh, they have held uh, uh, voting uh, for approving uh, uh, the referendum and 86% of the voters uh, have agreed or have approved uh, the referendum and this is quite some good news coming from that country because remember referendum is uh, when uh, people of the state uh, get to have a say in the country so we shall be getting to see that later on we shall be getting to get to Congo I see Felix uh, sorry I see yes Yes, it's it's a uh, Skedi. Let, let me just say Skedi is a leading. I remember they had their elections on Wednesday last week. That was on 20th, and uh, he is a leading. And uh, we have now the opposition, the direct opposition of the country, calling for election to be annulled, and uh, they are planning for protest. So we shall be getting to see more of that as we get to continue with our show for today. And later on, we shall be getting to discuss. Uh, about Burundi, right now there is a terrorist, a terrorist attack that has happened in Burundi and it's like a rebel attack and remember Burundi is one of the most uh, you know, wild areas or wild countries, they are like battling terrorism and uh, rebel attacks but uh, yes uh, this is what is happening in Africa so we shall be getting to see more of that and also different matters coming from Africa so in case you have something else to add on top of that you can as well let me know what you'd love us to discuss and uh, maybe it is not on my list uh, I see uh, Sister Michelle is telling me it is uh, 6 a.m. here in Michigan I believe right now it is a uh, 6 uh, 17 a.m. in Michigan, Karibu Sana, and uh, thank you very much for letting me know what is uh, the time. I see Animals is uh, with us, he's saying, hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, Animals. Asante Sana for joining me, and uh, we shall go back to one more jam. I'll be back with our quote of the day, and remember to give me a quote of the day. We are coming to the end of the year. How are you ending your year? Is it... 
with a lot of positivity how how are you ending your year i just want to know how you guys are, are ending your year or what are your new year's resolution remember 2024 is coming and the right time for you to manifest on whatever you want for 2024 is right now so in case you have your 2024 resolutions you have to write them down and manifest for them before 2024 is here but anyway guys let's Let's go jump. This is uh, okay. Uh, let me uh, get one song. This is Suicide featuring a Skilo, and the jam is a Semano. Hope you get to jump onto it. Don't forget to come back with your quote of the day. Greetings and salutations, Massive. Here's Angela Robinson, all the way in Switzerland, and you're tuning into the Black Hot Fire Radio. And you're listening to the African Diary Show with Katy. Massive. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yes, mine is just to remind you that in 2024, please don't make excuses. Never give up. Stay humble. Hard work. Be positive. Stop wishing. Start doing. Keep going. Trust the process. And today is your day. A shout out to Shafo. Yo to you too. How are you doing, Karibu Sara? I see. Uh, MC Rada Safi and Asema Woa. Okay, Woa to you too. I don't know what Woa means, but uh, maybe you are saying wow. But anyway, Karibu Sana. I hope you, you have uh, you have had a wonderful, wonderful uh, session. And uh, I just feel like I want to repeat my quote of the day or uh, my wise words. And uh, mine is just to remind you that in 2024, uh, please don't make excuses. Never give up. Stay humble. Hard work. Be positive. Stop wishing and start doing. Keep going. Trust the process. And remember, today is your day. Shafo is telling me, Chazango, my young man, oh my God, that is not how you request for a radio play. But uh, right now, I'm having a talk show, not uh, a musical session. So in case you'd love us to play your music, you can just send us on the DM. Uh, uh, our WhatsApp number is 0705-428-388. is our WhatsApp number. You can just send your link, uh, to, uh, the link uh, to your YouTube channel and we shall get to see your music and uh, see if it's qualified to be played right here. Shout out to Gen Z, Karim Busana, and to all those who are just uh, joining us. Kwanza 
Safe condition, no change constitution, danger, no pollution, poor living condition, bias distribution, flagrant is your friend. Less of the time we have right here with you guys, uh, I want us uh, to get straight to the matters of the day. And uh, I promised we shall be talking about different countries and different matters coming from the beautiful continent of Africa. And uh, I want us to start uh, with the positive news because uh, it is, uh, you know, people are still in the mood of uh, festivities. Anyway, uh, in Chad, uh, remember we talked about the referendum that was voted in earlier this month. And right now, we had uh, voters uh, trying to approve, or uh, we had the country uh, trying to make sure that the voters approve uh, the referendum. And 86% uh, of the voters have approved uh, the referendum. And this is something that is great as a as for me, I think for once now, or uh, finally, we have people uh, giving their view, or we have civilians in Chad uh, having a say in the constitution or in the country. And uh, Chadians have voted in favor of a new constitution that critics uh, say could help consolidate the power of military uh, leader Muhammad Idris Deby. The referendum held earlier this month was approved by 86% of voters and the government commission that organized it said on Sunday. Uh, voters' turnout was 64% it said, and uh, Chad's military authorities have called the vote a vital stepping stone to elections next year, a long-promised return of democratic rule after this, they seized power in 2021 when the former president, Idris Deby, was killed on the battlefield during a conflict with the rebels. The new constitution will maintain a unitary state which Chad has had since independence while establishing autonomous uh, communities uh, with the local assemblies and council of traditional chiefdoms among other changes i feel like this is something that is a uh, great and um I'm hoping that now when the referendum or the new constitution is uh, put into use uh, or into action we shall be seeing that it is working in the favor of the civilians in Chad or the Chadians because uh, we have seen so many uh, constitutions in Africa they don't work in favor of the civilians or the citizens of the of a certain country like uh, right now in Kenya we wonder some things we hear that are in the constitution we wonder who was asked about that uh, who was a uh, who passed uh, this law. But at the end of the day, we are hoping that uh, the new constitution in Chad is uh, in favor of the people of uh, Chad. But some of its opponents had called for the, for the creation of a federal state, saying it would help spur development in the oil-producing yet impoverished country. But do you think that it is a right uh, to have a federal state? And a federal state, I feel like now, it's it's a word state or it's a it's a country where it's led by militias and I don't feel like this is a right for Africans. We don't need federal states because uh, federal states everybody is like your enemy. I'm I'm a fed and I just want to attack 
my people and uh, that doesn't settle right uh, in Africa. But several opposition groups have called for a boycott of the vote saying the military had too, had too much control over the referendum process and calling it a farce for military le leadership uh, to hold on to power. Supporters argued the new constitution does not offer more independence as it allows uh, Chadians to choose their local representatives and collect local taxes for the first time. And uh, I feel like this is a good for once people are having a say in this country. And uh, it is giving the Chadians a voice in their country. And I feel like this is the best thing that is happening in Chad. If the voice of the people you know we are always fighting for the voice of africans and for once we are seeing that this is getting to be exercised in chat so we are hoping to see more of this we are hoping to see more positive news like this because uh, uh if right here in kenya i would I would love to see a referendum of which is not going to happen. Right now, what we are, we are seeing, instead of a referendum, we are seeing these leaders trying to pave way for new laws that are acting in favor of them or that are always favoring them. And uh, this is not right because I believe the Constitution should be fair to every civilian or every citizen of that country or a certain country. But right now, what we see in Kenya, what we see in other African states, they are always trying to fix some laws in the Constitution that are always favoring them. Like, uh, uh, we had um, we have, uh, like right now, I feel like the president of Kenya or other presidents might come with the new law that allows them to rule more than 10 years or more than, uh, you know, uh, a president is supposed a, a complete term for presidency is for five years. So I feel like now they are trying to create uh, more terms or uh, they are trying to create more years uh, for one term and this is not right. So if we had a say in the constitution, we had the right or we have the right uh, to be asked and to say, no, we don't want this. We actually want the uh, presidential terms uh, being uh, reduced, you know, or uh, being increased. Uh, whatever we think it's right for us. But in Africa, we have constitutions, we have laws that don't act in favor of the citizens. But as we get to continue, I see these people taking, uh, talking about a federation simply want to divide Chadians into microstates and a fuel hatred between communities, said Hiren Kabadi, coordinator of groups of uh, voting years. And this might be this, uh, the story because uh, I believe uh, you, you cannot tell me that you want to create a federal government, yet you don't want to divide people. You know, f creating a federal government, it's like dividing people because there's there's one side that is feeling more powerful than the other and there's a one side that is feeling oppressed than the other and now that creates a, a like a row between the two people who are feeling like no we are not equal and this is not supposed to be like that and the army had suspended the constitution after Davis' death and dissolved the parliament. Davis' son, Muhammad Idris Davis, was then installed by the military as interim president at the helm of a transitional military council. Decades of instability since Chad's uh, independence in 
1960 have hampered development in the Central African country where nearly 40% of its 16 million people are dependent on humanitarian aid. And this is so bad. Imagine, this is an oil-producing country, but 16 million of uh, its people depend on humanitarian aid and this is why the Europeans will always find a reason to take advantage of people or this is why the Europeans will always find a reason to get in Africa and say you know we're providing this and this for you so you should let us mine your oil, you should let us have control of your minerals and uh, at that point, you get to lose everything. But guys, uh, you can let me know what you think about this. Do you think that this is a good move for Chad? Do you think that the new referendum or the new constitution is going to act in favor of the civilians? Shout out to Jas Ayan, I see you in the building. Abdallah, Ab Abdallah Ibrahim, I see you in the building. Karibu Sana, and thank you very much for joining us. And to all those who are just joining us, to all those who are with me on the radio station. But heading on to other different matters, I talked about DRC's election. And uh, this is something, or this election was much or highly anticipated. We waited for long because remember, we were talking about how unstable Congo is for even holding elections. We even saw uh, the material they were using for elections. They are just backward. And, you know, it's that, that country you just if if you're watching and if you saw the images of uh, uh, the election you just know that this is an impoverished country shout out to Sham Black Asante Sana for tapping the screen and thank you very much for joining us so and right now uh, we have Felix Kedi on the lead and yet the, uh, the uh, elections are results are yet to be announced but uh, we are seeing that uh, Skedi is uh, still on the lead and uh, which is instilling a fear on Katumbi or uh, yes uh, on Katumbi and uh, Katumbi is the direct opposition or is the next opposition the leading opposition who is uh, now behind uh, Skedi so what is happening is that uh, Katumbi is calling for election to be null annulled and also he is uh, planning for a protest a protest and this is just crazy because uh, right now we are talking about stabilizing Congo and now we have now plot a, pro uh, a plot for protest and this is crazy because you don't even know where the terrorists will come from one if you're planning for protest you must be careful of what you're doing because uh, remember this is a war war, war zone it's a war zone. But at the end of the day, remember uh, last week there's something we mentioned right here with Kid. And uh, we saw that uh, this is uh, being passed on the news sites. And uh, this is being highly talked on the news sites. Uh, we have uh, uh, the news sites uh, spreading that uh, Felix Skedi will call for war on Rwanda because uh, Rwanda has uh, a has, uh, had a lot to do with instability in Congo. But right now, it's like the sites or the, these new sites are trying to show people, you know, uh, Skedi is a, a well-deserved president because he's going to fight for you after you re-elect him. But do you think that this is right? It is not right because we have seen Skedi for the longest time. He has been the president of Congo, but what has he done for his people? Nothing. Nothing. 
These people are impoverished. These people are troubled. They keep on moving, moving every day because of terrorism, insecurity. These people die. They starve to death. They are waiting for international aid to come. They depend on international aid for them to survive. So why do you think that re-electing a president who has failed for the first time will be will be a good thing but the democratic republic of congo's presidential election is facing a crisis of legitimacy amid opposition calls for the vote of the uh, for the vote to be announced due to uh, uh, due to alleged fraud uh, the five opposition candidates including former provincial governor moise katumbi uh, said on saturday the vote should not stand as it had been tainted by massive fraud five other opposition leaders including nobel peace prize Laurette Denise Makwege and former uh, former oil executive Martin Fayulu have called for a protest and marched against the result next Wednesday. The results are not yet out, but these people are already planning for protest. But you know, it makes sense because we have seen all African countries are like this. During the elections, we have seen it is always like this. Remember. Last year, we had Kenyans are going uh, to the ballot boxes and uh, casting their votes. And uh, we saw the opposition was also doing the same. And you know the fact that we have planned or uh, we have installed um, oppositions in Africa, it's always the same cycle. The same cycle. Remember, these people are opposition not because they are yearning to make changes for your country. It is because they have been put there as opposition. We have planned oppositions right here in Africa. And this is why you find that oppositions are always yapping, 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 yet they are not doing anything. Like... Raila Odinga, he's the opposition right here. He's the leader of the opposition uh, right here in Kenya. He called people to go and demonstrate. For days, people went out. So many lost their lives. But what changed? What changed after the demonstrations? What changed after people losing their lives? Nothing. Did the Ugali flower go low? No. Did the presence of fuel go low? No. So the same thing that is happening in Congo, we have Moise Katumbi as the opposition, the direct opposition in Congo, and that he is calling for protest already, yet the, result, uh, the results are not out. But do you think that even if they go to the protest or to the roads and start protesting against the elections, do you think there's anything that is going to change? Of course, there's nothing. And this is, uh, I mentioned something, and uh, the reason there's uh, a motion of uh, uh, how Skedi will attack or uh, is uh, willing to fight Rwanda for destabilizing Congo is because the, the main or the uh, cats with the biggest hat or with the big hat are not yet ready for another puppet. It is not time for, an, uh, for a new puppet in uh, Congo. So they still want to work with the Tskedi. And this is why you see Tskedi winning the elections. So this is what is happening. And this is why we have Katumbe is calling for uh, now the results to be announced or for the vote to be announced. But at the end of the day, even if he gets that chance to be the president of Congo, do you think that there's going to be a change?
Of course, there is not. Uh, there is no change we are going to witness in Congo. Hi to you too, Jibajaba. Karibu sana. There is nothing that is going to happen in a third country. But uh, you guys, you can let me know what you think. Do you think that now, if we had a different president or we had the opposition of that country uh, becoming the president, uh, do you think there is any, any change we are going to witness? Of course not. Of course not. But as we continue with this article, I, uh, I quote this, we will protest against the irregularity irregularities uh, noted that during the voting operations they said in a letter to the governor of King Shasa uh, where they plan uh, to rally where they plan to rally about 44 million people in the mineral rich Central African nation were registered to vote in elections to choose the country's president national and regional lawmakers and local councillors and the president of Felix who had a sizable lead in pre preliminary uh, results of voting by diaspora voters is running for re-election against 18 opposition candidates. Western governments have called for restraints amid uh, fears of a repeat of the violence uh, that has followed the dispute election. Uh, election results in the past. Uh, in a joint statement on Saturday, 12 European embassies and Canadian embassy called for restraint. Hello to you too, General Mosquito Karibusana. And uh, as uh, the vote counting continues, we urge all stakeholders especially political actors, candidates, and their supporters to exercise restraint, uh, allow the process to unfold, and raise their concerns peacefully. The embassies said the vote has been mired by accusations of corruption and chaotic organizations since it kicked off on Wednesday, with authorities extending the poll into Thursday after some polling stations failed to open and some voters could not find their names on the registers. So it is just crazy. And while electoral authorities officials extended the vote only until Thursday, Pilots were still being cast on Saturday in remote areas. The unscheduled extension prompted fierce push pushback uh, from opposition candidates, some of whom labeled the move unconstitutional and called for a new election. And uh, yes, very well, this is very unconstitutional where you only plan for elections to go for one day, you extend it to, to, to day two. Day three, this is of the elections was supposed to be held on twentieth. That was on Wednesday. So they went on Thursday. That is on twenty-first. They went on Friday. That is twenty-second. On Saturday, twenty-third. Imagine up to twenty-third, we had people still voting, and the elections were supposed to be running for one day. So this is so unconstitutional and. Due to the unforeseen circumstances, I don't still approve this because you cannot tell me that you are now rescheduling the elections to two three, two, three days. It doesn't make sense. But independent observers have raised concerns about the vote with the United States-based Qatar Center. 
describing serious ir ir irregularities at 21 out of 109 polling stations it visited and noting a lack of confidence in the process. At least 19 people were killed in the election-related violence in the run-up to vote. Can you imagine? We have people even losing their lives for the sake of voting. What is it for? What is it for? Imagine you just wake up to exercise your democratic right in court because I don't believe this is democratic right since we don't even have our votes valid. You know, they don't vary. They don't. So it doesn't make sense. You just wake up, go and get killed just for the sake of elections. And the person you're voting for is not even concerned about you. Skadi's election as president in 2018 was also mad uh, by accusations of fraud. At least 34 people have been killed and 59 others wounded in protests related to vote, according to the United Nations. Can you imagine? We have 34 people being killed and 59 others wounded just because they woke up early in the morning and they went to vote this doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense you losing your lives just because you wanted to vote man this is just crazy Ajiba Jaba is saying in some instance in some instances an opposition party is used to make a population feel comfortable with the current administration and this is what I'm saying we have planned or organized opposition and uh, most of the time or in some instances Ajiba Jaba I feel like most of the time in Africa the oppositions are used to make the uh, population or the citizens feel uncomfortable with the current administration because look at the uh, uh, oppositions right here in Africa look at Julius Malema look at uh, Raila Odinga look at uh, Katumbi what are they doing? they are always uh, making sure that the people are hating the current administration or are going against the current opposition or uh, sorry administration and uh, for me it doesn't make it doesn't make sense because you cannot just wake up and decide to go to vote just because you want to exercise your right and get killed in the process it doesn't make sense what what was it for what was it for? I wish these people were educated enough huh, to know that their votes, that one vote, won't count. That five votes or that those 59 people we lost or 34 people we lost, their votes were not going to make a change. Their votes were not going to make any change. But they lost their lives because they woke up early to go and vote. It is so sad, it is so crazy, but I'm hoping that uh, uh, at the end of the day, this will return in Congo, but how will it return? You know, we live by hope, but sometimes it's not just okay to hope. We know how things are going in Congo. Even if we, even if we hope uh, uh, that things are going to be better for the Congolese people, they're not going to go to be better at the end of the day. We are seeing what is happening. People are dying during the voting process on the queues. Hmm? People are dying. People are 
you know, they are being forced to move from their places because of terrorism, and yet uh, they are not even ready for a new puppet. They are not ready for a new president. It doesn't make sense. And right now, by the fact that we have the media spreading that Skedi will declare war on Rwanda and making people feel comfortable that now they are going to revenge on a country that has kept them unstable for long, doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense sense. They are using that propaganda to buy people's innocence and people's votes. Imagine just using a propaganda to buy people's votes and innocence. It's just crazy. It is crazy and it is a very, very, very sad. But as we get to continue to other details, you can as well let me know what are your thoughts regarding the same, same uh, thing we are talking about or regarding that news and update coming from Congo because uh, it it is not right for us to be talking about this but it is also right for us to be knowing what is happening what do you think about that how do you feel about now congo even having people getting killed in the process of voting how do you feel about that it is just crazy but as we head on to other different matters this is uh, in burundi and uh, we have a rebel attack that has left 20 uh, sorry at least 20 people dead and this is the second attack in two weeks uh, by the red tabara rebels mm? it is so crazy what is happening in africa and especially west africa and most of the south or central africa what's happening they are and now they are seeing people are waking up in in some regions or in that in those regions and this is why we have so many rebels attack attacks lately Imagine gunmen have killed at least 20 people and wounded nine others near Burundi's western border with the Democratic Republic of Congo, and an official has told reporters. Those killed in the Friday evening raid on the town of Vugizo included 12 children, two pregnant women, and a police officer, government spokesperson Jerome, said on Saturday. Imagine 12 children. Man, this is sad. It is sad. Uh, the attack was claimed by the Red Tabara rebel group, considered a terrorist group by the Burundian authorities. The attack targeted nine homes in the town close to Lake Tanganyika border with the DRC. At least nine others wounded in the attack have been hospitalized and the Red Tabana rebel group, which has been battling Burundi's government from bases in the eastern DRC since 2015, claimed on the social media platform to, uh, that is Twitter or X, to have killed the nine soldiers and, and one police officer. The group denied, denied having targeted civilians and local residents said they had sounds of gunfire and explosions during the attack. Witnesses who spoke to the Associated Press said the rebels appeared to be wearing Burundian army uniforms and civilians were left to their town 
to their own devices after military and police fled. We realized that they were attackers when they attacked the police position guarding the border, said Priscilla Kanyange. So uh, many people ha here were injured by bullets. So these people are not even targeting civilians. This is what is actually happening. This is what I've realized because uh, if uh, they are saying that they realize these people passed them according to how I'm getting the information. The civilians were somewhere and the terrorists were dressed in a Burundian army uniform. Mm? So they they passed them and they started attacking them. The army, the national army. So they are fighting the army, not actually the civilians because uh, now in the middle of that, this is when we have gunfires and uh, we have now uh, the bullets getting sprayed all over and uh, people losing their lives because they start spraying guns or spraying bullets uh, recklessly. But at the end of the day, when is this terrorism going to end? Or is this now a war like a what is happening in Sudan? Because in Sudan, we're seeing it is the RSF fighting the military or the Sudan's army. Is this the same thing that is happening in Burundi? And why is this happening? And who sent these people to come and attack the military? It doesn't make sense with what is happening in such countries you you try to understand but of course you know very well these people must have been sent they have their bosses who sent them there but how comes they are fighting they don't want to kill the civilians but in the middle of that we have so many people losing their lives who are civilians but they are fighting now the army the national army is it the same thing i'm just asking myself is this the same thing that is happening in sudan because it looks like the same thing that is happening in sudan where the rsf is fighting with the general army it looks like that but i see steppers in the building is saying i saw a story about four guys who received 40 rounds 40 rounds I still don't understand what you're saying. Could you please uh, go further on the story so that I can get what you're trying to tell me? But uh, Stepas is telling me it's a coup. Do you think this is a coup? Not really. This is not a coup, Stepas. In, in Burundi, I don't think this is a coup. Yes. Because uh, this is ju these are just terrorist uh, groups. And uh, uh, they actually, they are known. They are known, they are so known, they are calling themselves, uh, let me get the name again, uh, they are call calling themselves Red Tabara. So, this is not really a coup, uh, I think it is just terrorism. They are terrorists attacking the military, or maybe there is a row between the two uh, groups. Or maybe they are between, you know, terrorist groups. It's so funny how they come and attack the military on behalf of the government. So I believe that is what is happening. They will come and attack the military because they want some information passed 
to the government. So this is what is happening. I don't think it's a coup. It's not really a coup step has, but uh, in case you have more information on that, you can enlighten us. Maybe I am the one on the wrong, or maybe um, I, I just don't understand, but yeah, you can let me know what you think or uh, more about what you think. But Stepaz is saying the guys who are in vehicle and shot at 40 times. Where was that? Man, I don't understand. Where was that, Stepaz? Who are those guys uh, that were shot 40 times? Where was that? Please let, uh, let me know more as we continue. Oh, the Buruburu story. I've not seen the story. I've not seen the story. Honestly, I've not seen the story. He's talking about a, a certain story uh, that happened right here in Kenya. And uh, we had uh, four, uh, we had guys uh, shot 40 times. And uh, I still don't get uh, the story because I didn't see the story. But I'll go and look it uh, look it up. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow early in the morning on the bug show. Thank you very much, Tepas, for letting me know what is happening or keeping me on the know. We, uh, and also you said near Buruburu police station in the middle of the night. Okay, I'll look it up and I will come back tomorrow early in the morning and talk about that because I've not seen the story yet. But anyway, moving on from... Uh, that's to a different story uh, before we get uh, to the main focus of the day. This is about Namibia. And remember, the only time I talked about Namibia and the atro atrocities that were committed by the jo uh, German colonizers. So right now, the Namibians are calling, or they, they just want to be paid. And they have a strategy on how they want to be paid for the atrocities that were committed by the German coloni colonialists. And uh, Namibian victims of German colonialism want a say. And for appears the Nama and Herero. Now remember, this is a story I ever gave you right here. And I showed you with a video of how Nama and Herero is at, up to date and how even there's no electricity in that region and how, how, how many acres of land that are owned by the Germans who went there, colonized. And there was this young man who was a white person saying that or claiming that, you know, we should bury the hatchet, forget about what our ancestors did to you and let us live in peace in your country. That is what that white man has said. But anyway, the Nama and Herero rallied for recognition and a, re a redress of a systematic violence when Namibia and Germany reached an agreement. However, they are excluded. And remember, these people were the ones that went through a lot during the, colo the colon uh, colonial uh, rule. And uh, uh, south of Berlin, the expansive uh, trap tower uh, park stretches out alongside the Spree River, an oasis of tranquility in an otherwise restless city. On the recent Saturday, small groups of people strolled along the pads and on the river, a boat fitted with a jacuzzi floated lazily by a towering uh, trees 
a combination of rust browns, greens and yellows, uh, greens and yellows against a gray sky, shook off tired leaves and carpeted the ground. The park idyllic now believes a dark, a dark past. Some 127 years ago, dozens of people cried away from their homes were displaced or displayed in ethnological explosions on human zoos. This is why we had people being kept in in zoos. And uh, remember, there was a time I also uh, showed you how African people were put into zoos. And uh, here and uh, in other parts of the city to signal Germans, Germans entry into the colonial venture. Uh, some of those exhibited were from colonies in South, East and West Africa where violence was crucial to keeping the, occupi the occupation in place. In Southwest Africa, German settlers were pushing indigenous people off their lands. When two ethnic groups rebelled and fought back, the Shah's troop or colonial guards responded with a such brutal force uh, that uh, they almost wiped wipe, uh, wipe them out entirely. The massacre of Nama and Herero people between 1904 to 1909, now present-day Namibia, is widely recognized as international extermination attempts. In, 20, in May 2021, three years after the German government formally apologized for the massacre, the country announced a framework to address the tragedy and the scheme would see Namibia get 1.1 billion euros in development aid with 50 million euros set aside for research, remembrance and reconciliation projects with the rest matter for the development of affected descendants communities. Germany asked for forgiveness uh, for the sins of their, of their forefathers. The joint declaration issued that the German and Namibian authorities are read and the Namibian government and people accept a, a German's apology. The agreement was supposed to be a win-win. Germany would atone for its bloody crimes and Namibia would get, would get needing funding. But uh, for the surviving communities, it was a betrayal. Yes, it was. Just like we see, we had uh, the king and the queen visiting uh, Kenya. And we had people asking uh, for, for uh, the, the UK or for the king and the queen to apologize. But what did we see? Did we see that a protest broke out in Namibian capital? That is a windhawk. As a people vehemently opposed the agreement, saying it was dictated by Germany. And uh, I think uh, the first response of the community was just total shock. So violent, so cruel that was it uh, the declaration did was re-traumatize us again, says Sima Lupat an advisor to the Nama Traditional Leaders Association. Lupat, like many in the affected communities, says recognized members of the Nama in Herero were not present at the table and that 
the two governments were forcing the agreement upon them and that this was not a trilateral process it was a bilateral process as so the document defeats its purpose and it lacks legitimacy because the legitimate people were not at the table Lupat says the case under underscores the challenges of writing historical injustices in the ways that they that are acceptable to and inclusive of the very people who are wronged. And in January, lawyers are representing the survivor co survivor communities, sued Namibian authorities at the higher court in Windhoek, uh, urging uh, the court to declare the agreement unlawful and thus invalid. The suit is one of the rare cases, globally perhaps uh, the only one, in which a court in a former colony passes judgment on the colonial power that ruled it. Although directly blind, binding only the Namibian, the top court's judgment could declare German's attempt to rid itself of, um, of the decades of colonial guilt by forbidding Windhoek from receiving those funds. And what we are actually seeing is that now the government of Namibia is getting paid on behalf of its people. And remember, <laughs> excuse me, remember, those people are still there. We had people that were wrong. We had people that were killed. We had people that their lands were taken away from them. And up to date, they didn't return to those lands. But the government is willing to take that money and <clears throat> maybe pocket it. You know how African states are. You know how puppet leaders are. They want to pocket the money and forget about the people who are wrong. And this is so sad and it is so crazy, but I'm so happy to see that the people are in Herero really understand what is happening and they are fighting for what is rightful theirs they are fighting for uh, for you know for reparations because these are just reparations but do you think that at the end of the day they will win this case no they will never because the germans never left namibia they never left nama and herero if you go to that region you'll see it's it's a very dusty it's like a dust a deserted place and um <coughs> uh, most of the people who own those lands are people that are not African. They are Germans. And most of them are young people because the lands were left by their grandfathers who were, <coughs> excuse me, I don't know what is choking me, but uh, who, were, who colonized uh, these people of uh, Nama and Herero. But uh, I see Jiba Jaba is saying it's the military working on the off day or a former conscript uh, that uh, are recruited. And uh, also, I see uh, Jiba Jaba is saying, I like how you do the story of the day in the last 10 minutes to keep hanging on. Yes, and uh, it's not just, it's not actually a story. I really wanted to explain to you this because I had already talked about the story of Nama and Herrero. If you remember very well, I even shared a video and I showed you how the Namibians are so impoverished up to date and uh, we have so many lands. Uh, are there, but they cannot go back to those lands because the Germans, up 
to date still occupy those lands. But you know what I'm saying? Wherever they go, we've been put on display after being conquered in the uh, uh, psychopathy. <coughs> Behave but admire us. Yeah, that's very true. And this is just crazy. But I'm so glad that the people of Nama and Herero are realizing that the government is taking what is theirs and forgetting about them. Rice Steppers is telling me, you remind me of Maji Maji Rebellion, our neighboring brothers, Walianza Vitukozama. <laughs> the Maji Maji Rebellion was a crazy. Yeah, it, it was a crazy. And also, I see you saying, what about the story of two Nigerian police who were fired after asking for money from a tourist lady? Yeah, I saw that one, and that is crazy because they cannot get fired when they ask for money from a normal Nigerian. But when they ask from tourists, uh, Mzungus, they will get fired. But you're saying just like Dalamea. Yeah, I don't know if these people know the story of Dalamea, but uh, I think I'll get to cover it. Uh, tomorrow is Wellness Wednesday, so I can get to cover that story because it's an inter interesting story. Uh, it's just like the way we have uh, uh, atrocities committed by the Germans in uh, Nama and Herero. So we had this very big land in uh, in uh, some parts in Kenya. And uh, in Delamea, of course, Delamea is not an African. Delamea is a white settler who came and occupied that land and chased people away. And uh, I think we shall get to cover that story some other time or maybe tomorrow. And if I... If I get to do research very well and get the, uh, the whole information or all information I need uh, to uh, get uh, from uh, the story of Lord Dalamea. But anyway, family, yes, I know you have understood the story of Nama and Herero. And what is happening right now is that the people are feeling left out or they are feeling that they have not been included in the reparations process. And this is what is happening. Remember those people, we saw they don't even have electricity in their homes up to date mm? it is it is happening up to date these people they don't have electricity and uh, most of their neighborhoods are those Germans who have very they have very very big plantations and you are sleeping hungry hungry imagine Anyway, family, let's go to the main focus of the day and this is about uh, uh, the IMF relieving African countries, East African countries that were indebted by them. And uh, the, the International Monetary Fund Board has approved the payment of $620.65 million in budgetary support for Rwanda. Tanzania and the Democratic Republic of Congo as part of a $1.92 billion financing commitments which the Washington-based institution agreed with the six East African nations in the past six months. The deals have come as a relief for six countries and the others are Somalia, Burundi and Kenya. It had to be there. 
of course Kenya had to be on the list and uh, which are saddled with the debt a situation made worse by falling revenue uh, collections uh, declining forex uh, uh, reserves and depreciating currencies the IMF funding which is a fed on the implementation of key socio-economic and governance reforms by the recipient countries uh, is aimed at helping them deal with the persistent budget deficit and show up the flagging foreign exchange reserve positions. But guys, do you think that this makes sense? Of course, they are relieving African countries so that they would be encouraged to take more loans. Now, I have relieved you. You can come and take a huge amount of money so that I get to indebt you again. Remember, a country like Kenya, it is heavily indebted by the IMF. And the plan is to make sure that you are hooked to them. So, right now, they have re received uh, a relief. Last week, we were talking about Kenya receiving 152 million, is this million or billions? They received 152 uh, million, million Kenyan shillings uh, from the U.S. government. And these are the same, same people. So what is the plan? We also talked about last month when the IMF gave a huge amount of money to Kenya. So what is the plan? Okay, you're giving us this much, okay? You're lending us this amount of money, but you come and pay a quarter or quarter of quarter of the amount. And then you encourage us to take more loans. And... You think now the nations that are, have received this relief, they think that it's a good thing. Yes, it's not a good thing. This is just crazy. It is just crazy. But I see Jiba Jaba is saying that's crazy, being a foreigner in your own land. Imagine. But I see Simon Justice is uh, with us in the building, Karibusana. And um, Stephens is saying the funniest stuff. Whatever is coming from a farm is exported while its own people languish in poverty. Very true. Like the Lord Delamere farms. We, these lands, or these farms, they were left. We have even wild animals living in those farms. Yet, we have, we have people in that side sleeping hungry. We also have Delamere yogurts. And the laborers are, of course, Africans, are, of course, Kenyans. But what happens? These people are sleeping hungry. But I see Simon Justice is saying, it is called making the greatest a prisoner, prison master, so he will uh, think he is out of the shade. Yeah, I, I like the idea. You're saying it is called, the, it is called making the greatest a prisoner, prison master, so he will think he is out of the shade. Man, that is what is happening. You are... You are a prisoner, but you are made a greater prisoner in prison. Or you are you are a great prisoner, but you are made a prison master. So that should think that you are out of the chain of the indebted people or of the prisoners. I like the idea and I like uh, the, the, those uh, there because it makes sense. That is what African states have been done. You are indebted, you are put indebted. What happens is they come and lie to you, you know, I'll, I'll relieve you from this debt, but I'll give you a bigger one. If you take this relief, I'll give you a bigger one. 
we saw uh, some time back, uh, we saw Nana Akufu Ado, this is the Ghanaian president, calling out or uh, coming to the IMF and begging them to give them uh, to give them a relief. And after that, the Ghanaian government, of course, got a relief from the IMF. And uh, after they got the relief, what happened? They took a very big loan from the IMF. So it is just a cycle or a circle. It's, you know, spherical, just repeating itself. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But African countries, you better be woke because this is what is happening. But I see Simon is saying we are sitting on 97% of world wealth, but we are the poorest in the world. NGO all over. What's wrong? It is the puppet leaders. That is what is wrong. They are the sellers. They are the ones selling us out. They are the ones selling off our resources, our properties, our parastatals. They are the ones. So what do we do? How do we deal with this? Get rid of them. That is the only solution. If we are rid of them, I believe we have managed. But anyway, people, I, uh, we are coming to the end of our show for today. ICG Bajava is saying, short collar, the top prisoner. Yes, and also I see Stephens is saying, I blame it on poor leadership based on selfishness. And uh, yes, that is very correct because I'm saying it is, of course, the perfect leaders. But anyway, my people, we are coming to the end of our show for today. Asanteni Sana, it was an amazing discussion with you all right here. Thank you very much, Simon Justice. Thank you very much, Stephens, General Mosquito, Jiva Jabba, Sister Michelle, and the rest of the silent listeners. Asanteni Sana, I hope you have enjoyed the conversation and I'm hoping to see you later in the streets of Rongai Monday. There are no people in the streets. I don't know who we are going to talk to. Uh, anyway, see you in the streets of Rongai. Enjoy the rest part of the day and uh, hope to see you later. Koherini, I'm leaving you with this jam, okay? This is a suicide featuring Kilo and the jam is a semano. Greetings and salutations, Massive Here's Andrew Robinson, all the way in Switzerland. And you're tuning in to the Black Hot Fire Radio. And you're listening to the African Diary Show with Kathy. Massive. Why can't that loan keep the lights on? Because it's not even made to benefit you. It's not here to benefit you. Those loans come with the conditions.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.